T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Light them up, knock them down. Our number two, 60 minutes separates us from the abyss. The mad sprint to the finish. It is, and uh, sometimes when we talk about our real life, there's real life consequences. What? What happened? I got some texts from Uh-oh. people that I live with. Baby mama said, and I quote, play with me if you want. In terms of uh, some of the uh, activities that I'm going to be getting into, I'm just going to blame you. I'm like, hey, let's. I'm trying to co-worker. We need the, you know, what I'm saying we're trying to, you know, organize chaos, chamber of chaos. We're trying to get to know each other. We're doing a deep dive. That's what we're doing. Ay, ay, ay. That's what we're doing. You have a full two weeks of the abyss ahead of you, without the fam, and so I'm very excited for you to explore that part of yourself, I guess, and then, <laughs> <laughs> that they're going to be able to have a, a, an unbelievable experience overseas. But, you know, um, it's certainly it, when you have those big time changes or, or those moments where you, you can kind of take advantage of, of a little bit of a differentiation it can be kind of daunting, too. And so I can I can understand you're not you're not scared, are you? No, I'm not scared. I'm just uh, like, what, what do I do well, with my hands at this point? You like, know what? Maybe I'm a little scared. Maybe you're a little scared. I'm. A, I need to get reacquainted with my therapist. I haven't seen her in a while. Uh-oh. We'll do that. Well, you're not going every week anymore, right? You're going like bi-weekly or yeah, once a month. Which was her decision, and I thought it was cool <laughs> because I. It's like I always seem like I'm busy, and it's like no, I just I can't give you my true feelings yet because I don't think we're friends. You're not supposed to be friends with your therapist. See. That's very true. Great counterpoint. You are literally like the no, angel I, on my me, right shoulder. I have paid so many dollars trying to win over my therapist in that effort, and I've only really discovered this since I've been out of therapy, that you're not trying to make them your friend. You're not trying to like pose your best version of your life. You're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with you and, and where you can get better. True. I guess what I'm looking for is, yeah. you know, we just talked to Trista Crick earlier today. We did. Odyssey app. Do the rewind feature podcastable right now as we speak but like i kind of want to experience no no no. you interview me and ask me questions pull it out of me because sometimes i can't give it to you because i give my i give so much to myself to everybody else yep all right i felt good good? you feel feel good i like it i like it a lot um yesterday we started or at least we kind of basically reappropriated the ringer and their Pixar bracket that they've put out in uh, in effort to stir up a lot of buzz about the Lightyear movie. That's kind of, I didn't even mean to do that. Um, that's coming out this Friday. Nice. And so yesterday we went through the Andy's Room bracket, and uh, Heimlich has advanced to the final four for me. 
But and then who's on? Uh, who advanced to the final four for you? For me, it is Woody. Woody. Who's the one region. seed? One seed of his region. I, Heimlich is fourteen. <laughs> Cinderella story. <laughs> you love to see it. And so I figured we just uh, do one uh, region of the bracket every day. And then on Friday, we pick the final four. No, they're 100% the correct. And just to let you know, in terms of what the ringer did in the fan voting, your boy Heimlich didn't make it out of the first round, which is kind of disrespectful. It, it honestly with... is. Well, he did and go against Mike Wazowski. And shows you can't trust the, the algorithm. Exactly. You can't trust people from Boston. That's why we're doing it. We're going to do it correct, Retweet. all right? That's why Bruce is over here now. Mm-hmm. He's not over there. Yeah. Which Bruce, though? Bruce Almighty? What, Bruce, about, Bruce? What, about, what about Bruce? Hello. Well, hi. Name's Bruce. That's the new head coach of the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy. It's official. The team sent out an email and everything. They've made the graphics for Twitter, and so it's happening. It is happening. It is happening. Not his voice, but no. same name. No. <laughs> And so today we're going to be taking on 42 Walby Way region. And we play the Bruce sound effect because Bruce is actually in this region. He's the 11th seed against Luca Peguro. Peguro. I have it. Which which one is this? Encanto? This is, this is, no, this is um this is the, na- the name of the movie is called Luca. Luca. As well, after Luca. Where am I getting Encanto from? Encanto, because that's those are the two Disney movies that have come out recently. Oh. Is there an Encanto in this bracket? No, nope. sure. No, nope. I know that Bruce, you know, he, he really tried to work on himself. He did the, the radical acceptance. I'm a shark, but I probably shouldn't be hurting other fish because fish are friends, not food. And so I, I really enjoy someone who's self-reflective. Maybe that's why we're, we're such close and tight friends. Okay. Bruce might be making a run. Sorry, and- Luca. Six seed. You are staying in the first round. Ooh, upset. I'm going to have to go with all the new movies as I am a new Disney dad. So Uh-oh. I'm going Luca. You're going Luca. Let me write this down. Okay. Luca. Just as a rule of thumb, if I haven't seen the Pixar movie that the characters from, is a very, very unlikely proposition that they are going to advance. Let's go back to the top of the bracket. One seed is Dory versus Hal from Toy Story. Which one's Hal again? No, actually, Hal is from from the according to Pixar.fandom.com slash wiki. Yeah. Hal is the cockroach bug from Wally. Oh that the cockroach had a name? Yeah, I didn't I and I've actually I'm gonna admit it right now, I haven't seen Wally in, in its full, you know, all two hours or whatever. That's it is. the best Pixar movie. Is it? Yes. To you? Yeah. I, I think it's unanimous. I think we took a vote. You you didn't show up that day, but it was unanimous. <laughs> Darn like, it! I, any film that doesn't need words to tell a story is just is just a different level for me. And I, I did um, Eva for one of my art projects in high school where we did like the charcoal thing. And so I had the, the scene, which you haven't seen because you haven't seen this movie, where <laughs> she like <laughs> shoots this giant thing and then she like, you know... <laughs> And it's it's badass. I'm obsessed with it. But I'm glad I, I don't care about the cockroach. I mean, he's a great friend, but he didn't even have any he didn't have any words himself. Although how I just did got he through. make this bracket over someone like Andy? Like, see, and, and that's I don't think the Andy's thing. technically a Pixar character. We just know that Andy exists. No, he's in the movies. He get, I know he, he's in the movies, but he's not. He's he's he has a whole region. Andy's room. True, but that's his Dory. Like, you advance for me. Right, I'm going with Dory too. Yeah, although Ellen DeGeneres, kind what? of a. Yeah, yeah, there's been some rumors about well, her. Well, we've heard about that, but in terms of the energy that she brings, and just as someone who also has a terrible working memory, we stand. 
Facts. We stand. Nothing can be we clean. Stand Even Dory's, the Pixar bracket. We stand Dory's neurodivergence. That's what we do. That's what we do. On she this really program. stole a franchise. Shout out to her for then getting Seriously, her own. Seriously, though. Because Buzz was kind of a co main actor, main character. Yeah. I guess you could classify Dory, though. Like, uh, the, shout out to Dory and Buzz making the most out of yeah, a franchise. They both, they both showed up in the first act as not antagonist, but but almost anti antagonist. It, it seems like they're in the antagonist, but actually they're the friend. All right, next is Lotso versus Flick. Flick Six is from nine Life. seed. Nice. Flick is from Bugs Life, correct? Yeah, we know where Flick is from. Come on. Okay, so Flick or Lotso Huggin' Bear, aka the evil guy in Toy Story Three. Remember when Lotso pushed the baby? Yeah. Toy. Yeah. Yeah, Lotso, we're not rocking with you. Lotso is, literally was like, you know what? We're fine with self sac we're fine not with self. We're fine with sacrifice. We're fine with toy sacrifice. Is Lotso like the most evil villain in Pixar history? He's up there. Him, but what about Pete from Toy Story 2? He's pretty bad too. Pete was pretty bad. Yeah. And also the the Toy Story. Yeah. There's a lot of Pete versus Lotso. A lot of chubby guys doing evil Lotso things in Toy like, Story. Lotso had like the old nice grandpa dude who seems to have, wants to take you under the wing and then he just completely Behind changes the course. Scenes. And, he, and he's completely different. That's why you got to keep your toes. Lotso, keep your toes up. I, I don't want to bring that kind of energy into my future. But Flick, who just does nothing but invent things and try to help people out and is often misunderstood, place in my heart. It's like our show. We're yeah. going with Flick. Flick advances for both. You're Flick, I'm Dory. That's our show. <laughs> yes. That is our show. Sounds like a mess, but an amazing mess. Yes, indeed. Um, the 5-12 matchup, Ernesto De La Cruz versus Violet Parr, a.k.a. Big Sister in The Incredibles. Who is Ernesto De La Cruz? From um, from Coco. From Coco. I yeah. still haven't seen that one yet. That's an ama- that, that one, one is I've heard get that you, you, I have to do it. That one's going to get you crying. And so it's- Violet Parr moves on for me. You're going Violet? Well, because I know who she is. I don't. I don't talk to strangers. <laughs> it, what a what a fascinating pick. And right Thank now, you. during this poll, this is like very very close. Yeah. But I think it's fifty five to forty five. Ernesto, uh, shout out to my Latinos and my Mexicanos. I'm going Ernesto. He advances. The kid just wants to sing music and bring his family together. Gotta That's love true. it. I'm gonna leave him behind though. <laughs> It's a cold world. It's a cold world out here. Evil. Um, four thirteen. Sadness from inside out, or squeeze toy aliens. The clock. Wow. Here's the thing. Sadness is voiced by the uh, not Meredith Phyllis. girl from yeah. Thank you from the office, which. The she office she personifies. <laughs> the it's voice a, it's is a perfect, perfect. Her and Amy Poehler are perfect for, for sadness versus joy. But here's my two things with squeeze toys. Number one, Disney has decided to come out with the, these toys where it's the squeeze toy aliens, yep. but they dress them up as different characters throughout Pixar. So like right now, if you go to Boca they're their Park. Own, they're their own, um, what is it, the Funko Pops? Like, are the, basically. Yeah, that's what they are. And so there's cute ones like at Boca Park right now. You could get them in like the Incredibles outfit and things like that. But not only that, when you really break this down, like in this tournament, in these great matchups against these great characters, for the squeeze toys to come up and kind of be the heroes in Toy Story 3. Facts! They saved them! They saved their ass! They they commandeered the claw. 
because there's they another thing. They became the claw. And here's another thing. Like, is that moment where they're all holding hands and we all think all of the characters Dude, are going to die the saddest moment in Pixar history? That's when Pixar started not mess around. I'm telling you. Like, we had other movies that were sad and had the moments because, you know, everybody's parents dies within the first 10 minutes. But that was a different level. Like, after that, Frozen 2 came out with su- super heavy adult themes. Like, we start really deconstructing a lot of the stuff. I think that is the true representation of what radical acceptance is if we're, if we're talking like therapeutic skills here of just be like we're all gonna die together here and now let us proceed like it was very uh, high level yeah and you're right that just from that case is up, squeeze toys they, they advanced for me sadder? yeah See, <laughs> these That's are the not, This isn't the question we're asking right now. Okay? I'm going squeeze toys. Squeeze as toys. Well. Okay. We're agreeing a lot more today. Yeah, Look at us. Yeah, it's weird. Um, next, we have Sully versus Dash Parr, aka the fast kid in The Incredibles, and Sully from Monsters Inc. It defines who I am. Well, here's the bit, though, because I'm pretty sure in Monsters Inc., that's when Pixar figured out how to animate hair, and Sully was kind of like that first character that they've been able that they were able to do that and and that was like a huge technological feat at the time it really is it was it was it's like in madden or sports games because the grass they can never get the grass to move yeah and dash par just screams entitlement to me so i'm gonna have sully advance oh but he's so yeah good for you you're fast what else do you offer otherwise he's an a-hole okay so he's also a child but who cares (laughs) he's he's nine years old who cares being told you can't win the race all the time father essentially Come on. Mom I can't, can't do it all. There's there's one favorite incredible child that can advance for me. Like, that's part of my rules. When I was born, we broke this down, talked to my parents. So just one. Because of that and because of how cute and big Sully is, I hope to be Sully. That's what I want to be for my kids. So oh. Sully advances. And also, John Goodman is his name, correct? The legend voices him? Yeah. Yeah, John Goodman yeah. is the goat. Goodman so. is a goat. So Sully... Sully advances. All right. You want to talk about an underrated deep cut of a Disney song? When She Loved Me by Sarah McLachlan. Jesse from Toy Story 2 and onward. Yep. When somebody loved me. No, keep going. Versus, uh, I don't remember all the lyrics. Oh, wait. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour was spent together. Lives the tree. Within my head. The tree. tree and in she's the in the box and she gets left behind and the little girl's walking away from her. God damn it. I'm, already, I'm like literally tearing up right now. She's facing off against Ham. We got some uh, Toy Story on Toy Story crime in the early rounds. And like, Ham is great as comedic relief. But. Uh, are you? I have a ham rant ready. Do it. Ham, and uh, what's the potato head? Super negative throughout the movies. Mm-hmm. Always making comments. Oh, Buzz is up there. Isn't that your spot? Doesn't your voice box need a string and it's super old? That's surround sound. Blah 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 blah. This blah 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 blah. I don't need that negativity in my life. And Jesse, just a huge part of some of these. Toy Story specials, they aired on ABC when we were younger. And also, another key thing, when you go to Disneyland, Mm -hmm. they don't have a Jesse ride. Or, excuse me, they don't have a ham ride. They have a Jesse ride, and Jesse has her own statue. Equal rights. And in Disneyland Paris, (laughs) and in Tokyo, and in Disney World. She's out there in four different regions. Jesse is out here to come into a sequel, and her and Bullseye to be a presence in they the needed movies? it. They needed it. 
Because honestly, like otherwise, I don't see myself in Toy Story. Because the best best I got was Bo Peep, and that she they like literally displaced her within the first what half hour of the first movie, and then they bring her back for it. But like when Toy Story two came out and Jesse was a character, I remember being so pumped. She was like, badass. She was badass, and she was just like the red hat. me against the world, and 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 everything else, and and she doesn't trust anybody. I'm like, this is my gal. This is my gal. And, she and Bullseye, like, yeah, they, she's been hurt to me. So we're Retweet. Bullseye. Jesse, um, Jesse advances, obviously. All right, so the Jesse theme sad song needs to be a rejoiner. Yeah, correct. All right. And when she was lonely, whenever BTK loses, to comfort her. (laughs) Raiders Monday loss as well. According to me, they're not going to have money. (laughs) Yes. Okay, this last one we got Remy versus. Is it Juliana? So what is? Who's this? I need to verify who this is. It is. Okay, Cars 2. Um, okay, Obi-Wan, from yes, Luca. it's out. Yeah, no, 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 from Cars 2, apparently, according to Fandom Wiki, the Pixar Wiki. But here's the thing. I'm not getting a picture. I'm literally oh. looking at the poll from the actual article, and it says Remy versus Gulia from Luca. Gulia, so that's not the, we have controversy. Remy Is advances, this I don't know who you are. That's a, see, these are problems. If I can't and identify he's you, he's the true talent behind everything. Like we went over yesterday, Linguini is a complete imposter. Nothing the, but the poster child of nepotism. I'm gonna, please don't get offended, but the ringer in the audience they voted, uh, they voted your boy Remy over whoever he was in in the first round. No, we, I, I know, I, I disappointed I, me. Linguini. Yeah. No, no, no. The yeah, homeboy who's the imposter. So yes, you're correct. Why Pixar fandom? We're gonna have to have a conversation. All right, moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry. My so vote's good. gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, homegirl from from uh, from Luca. Okay, that's fine. Because she's awesome. She got Luca to go right, to school. Now we have to finish out the region here in just the next couple minutes. We have Dory versus Flick. Time just goes by. Adventurousness or working memory problems. Which one best describes me? You're hella adventurous and you're a leader. Go and flick. Okay. Oh. I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the gal pals, though. You know what, though? Flick saved the day. And he meant to. That's intentional. I'm intentional. Dory's not always intentional. Sometimes you can happen into success and stuff like that, but most of the time, no. But she had to be a pretty positive person to hang out with Marlon that whole time. Because, like, honestly, talk about a Debbie Downer. Yeah, very, very, very Mark-like <laughs> in our office. Always making sure P's and Q's, yes. Oh, okay. Which, he, in, in, in some nice respect, he needs to. The heifer needs to make sure everything's correct. He does. Meters Meticulous. are in the right. Pages, buttons, all that stuff. I have Violet versus the Squeeze Toy Aliens. Uh, Squeeze Toy Aliens are going to advance because... What a run! They've sa- they saved... Pixar. VCU vibes? They saved Pixar. I don't know what that means. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do know what that means. Shaka Smart, back in the Shaka, day. Shaka, Virginia Commonwealth. That's right. University. He was at Texas, and now he's at Marquette, because Texas didn't go very well. Who'd you pick between... I got Flick versus Ernesto, and oh, that Elite damn. Eight matchup. I got Flick versus the Squeeze Toys, and then we got Bruce and Sully. Oh, my goodness. Or Luca and Sully for me. <laughs> Sully's advancing. I'm noticing yeah. a pattern with I'm choosing the movies that I enjoy. Sully and Jesse advance. That's the same. Yeah. And Jesse's gonna beat out Sully because just out of respect. Ooh, so I got wow. Flick versus the squeeze toy. Gosh. I just 
How do you choose? This is an NBA Finals type matchup. (laughs) This is. Flicker the squeeze toys. You know, it... If you want like, to represent like undergroundness, I go flick to yeah. just the the life of Bugs. Life. In honor of your playlist on the Odyssey app, which is an exclusive playlist, right? What's it called again? It's called Hip Hop's Underground. Exactly. So I'm picking Flick in honor of you in that particular amazing playlist. Now for me, I got Flick versus Ernesto, and I'm going with Ernesto because he has that dog in him. <laughs> so, and then Sully versus Jesse. Oh. Keep in mind, yep. Andy's room region. Yep. Woody is the number one seed advanced. In your bracket. Yes, in my bracket. And need to represent my Latinos. I need to represent Coco as a as an amazing movie and That's everything true. it represents. So I'm going Ernesto to beat out Sully, who beats out Jesse. I don't know why I did it oh like my that. God. I apologize. It's chaos in here. It's but- okay. Honestly, I, the fact that I let Flick advance, it was almost kind of a, a little bit of an upset because I think if, if the squeeze toys were going up against Jesse, I, I, I would have a different answer. And I love Flick. I, I love the, the message of Bugs Life. Very pro-worker, very pro-union. Who needs those grasshoppers? But Jesse has to advance. Like, I can't, I can't leave her behind because she's, she's a modern woman. She's a modern woman. Yep. She uh, doesn't take no crap. She has an adventure to have and doesn't really care if you go along with her. And so, regardless, an experience will be had. I'm so glad we didn't come to blows because yesterday was contentious. It was. It was borderline violent. Or as you say, I, I chose violence today. Who shall advance for you into the final four from the 42 Wallaby Way Sydney bracket? Ernesto from Coco. Oh, did you already say that? Yes. Sorry. No, it's okay. My bad. All right. Two of the final four are set. I have Heimlich and Jesse, and you have... Ernesto. And... Woody. More to be continued tomorrow. We will adventure through the Axiom bracket, including names like Wally, Arlo, Rex, Crush, Hopper, Hector. What's Axiom? uh, Ellie Fredrickson. How the hell are we going to be able to... Choose anybody over Ellie Fredrickson. That sounds very intense. Where's Axiom? What's what's that movie from? What does that uh, represent? I think the Axiom is from The Incredibles. That makes sense. And by I the think. way, a lot of controversy. We know. Hit us up on Twitter at the Bet Las Vegas. Yeah. Let us know. Nobody has our brackets, and nobody has the vision to create a sports and other things show such as this. You go through our Pixar Goat bracket, and now we move on to things that are worrying me about the Stanley Cup final. That next on eleven forty the bet. Ronnie. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I, I know that's like a producer signature, but it reminds me of one of the bits that they used to do on SNL with Rihanna and Andy Samberg called Shy Ronnie. It's a digital short. Shy Ronnie. We're going to have to put that in the system because it's one of the best bits of all time. It's just it's just brilliant. But- Your boy Bill Hader's out here winning, by the way. Barry? Oh, I've heard. On HBO, I've phenomenal. Heard unbelievable things. I waited. I'm so happy the season's finally over because I'm going to watch it all at once. I haven't watched a single episode yet. It, it, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's it, Bill Hader. It's brilliant. I, I a, and we, it's mind blowing. He's in our studio with us every damn day. <laughs> this and, place has everything. And after the season finale, he was trending on Twitter. Yeah. And someone tweeted him or texted him. And he, the, the person who, who texted him put the screenshot, but basically, like, hey, everybody's loving the finale. He's like, that's awesome. 
He's like, you know, you're trending on Twitter right now. And Bill Hader said, yeah, but I don't get no money from that. And I'm like, salute with the mentality. Correct. (laughs) That don't get me paid. Right. But thank you for watching. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about that show. And I have every intention of watching. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm making my way through Vampire Diaries still. And, you know, know. we've got the Stanley Cup Finals about to start tomorrow. Well, there's that, I guess. So I suppose we should probably talk a little bit about it. Because there's going to be some very high-level hockey played here, guys. And as I said yesterday, no offense to the Montreal Canadiens, no offense to to the Dallas Stars, but, like, we haven't had best-on-best best hockey in a while. It's very rare that it actually happens because hockey is so random. It is so wonky. It is unexplainable. And so you have uh, – how many how many times has a President's Trophy winning team actually made the final? Very few. Very, very few. Not this no, year. No, certainly not. Usually that, that second round is where they stop. But, I mean, when we talk about the Colorado Avalanche, when we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean, both of those teams are so formidable in their own right. But – they also have weak points. Like, I have actual worries for things, and this is kind of like how I do my hockey calculus, right? Because I'm like, well, what situations can cause trouble for Tampa Bay? What situations can cause trouble for the Avalanche? And then what are they doing when they're causing problems for the opposition? Like, what, where, where is it happening? What are they doing? And I know that a big storyline going into this, because as I've read and, and as I know, just as a former netminder myself, the Avalanche goaltending situation is very fluid, not really something you want to have fluid at this point of the season. The Kemper injury is still yeah. nagging or but he's around, had a right? few he's had a few days to to get back and 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 to take some time. Now we don't know what the upper body injury is. When I was talking to my dad yesterday, I'm like, well, it could have either been there's something going on with my eye because I took a stick to the eye, or maybe it's a concussion thing related, or it could be a shoulder, it could be whatever. They don't tell us, but it's more about if he is healthy, and I think that he is, considering he was backing up. Pavel Francouz the other day when they had the the series clincher like a week and a half ago. Who do you start? Because Darcy Kemper, who you traded for, sent a first round pick to Arizona for. Like this is this is the moment that he is supposed to ascend and be there and be that steadying presence. And he's been fine, but he hasn't been great. And he's had some time off. And Frank Kuz has been great. He, like he's the the stats aren't that different. But he's six and zero. They've won. He's won every game that they've asked him to step in for. And so for me, I I typically go with the hot hand, but I know that the layoff changes things. Like if they were going on the same schedules like the Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe they stick with Frank Kuz, but I wouldn't be surprised if Darcy Kemper's in that net tomorrow. But I don't know if that's the right play because that's a lot of time off. And then all of a sudden you're going against a, a, a team that is much more prolific than anybody you've faced going, making your way through the Western Conference. They've only played – Eight games plus another four wins plus another two. 14? 14 games. That's it. And also, two like, of them are losses. And Tampa's Tampa's run, like Toronto, deeper, hungry. Yep. yep. Panthers, President's Trophy. Yep. Rangers, another team that's they up and coming. They know where to shoot. They know how to catch you in between the breaths. And so if you're not a goaltender that's playing with a lot of confidence, that's playing set in their edges, so you get pushed back in your crease a little bit, you're more apprehensive in your movements, you don't go out and play the puck as much, which is, is really important at times. Like That's where I get nervous because if you if there's any drop of blood in the water, any, this is this is where never too high, never never too low. Like this thing could crack wide uh, right open, and so it's on Jared Bednar to be able to make that initial decision, hopefully correctly, and then being able to judge that situation should it change. Does does it mitigate a little bit the rest that Colorado's had at I mean, all in terms of at least they're healthy or 
somewhat healthier. They're healthier than they were before, you know, they got all these days off with, you yeah. know, starting Darcy. And, that, and like Is you it said, a problem that they've had so many days off? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's an anchor for sure. And, I mean, you're playing at home, so that, that certainly helps things. But any time you have extra time to sit around and think about what you're doing, like, I, I think that causes more problems than good. But I, these players have been on the ascent and, and after this goal and have been, you know, stifled in the second round. I think that they take – they're very much in the moment right now. I think that they've probably taken every – precaution and, and length that they could go to make sure that they stay in that moment are ready for that moment when that puck drops tomorrow night but it's not like it's one thing to be ready to skate and it's another thing to be ready to stop the puck and so we'll see how that thing goes um in terms of like uh one of the worries I have for Tampa they're a shot blocking machine right that's how they got here is being able to basically go in the turtle shell and then wait to be opportunistic and then make things good on money those. yep and and we're gonna block shots down we're gonna do whatever it takes those add up. Those cause bruises. If you get hit in the wrong part of the shin guard, if you get hit in the wrong part of the hand, you could shatter it. That could be the one bad block, which everybody is going for because they are all committed to this. Again, uh, something that the Colorado Avalanche haven't faced to this degree, and you're having the shots that are being taken. I'm like, if the Ryan McDonough's go down, if Alex Kalorn, who is going to be on that second line tasked to be – basically the shadows of the top line if they go down holy buckets am I nervous because it's not just what they provide in, in shot blocking but it's the everything else the shot blocking is on top of their everything else and they're just too invaluable and that's the hard part about this part of the season is that everybody has to do dirty work and so everybody has a possibility of going home and and not being able to play anymore because it is getting that rough and remember, like what I said versus the Panthers, and some that I've I was I guess I overstated up until this point was they're trying to go for a three peat. Yeah, which they means played they a played, lot of hockey. So is is now the time where some of the the fatigue and things like that yep. are going to show? Yeah, especially since you know on one side with Colorado it was a cakewalk. On this other side, it was very very earned. War of attrition. For the, yeah, for the Lightning. So we'll see because yeah, it's kind of it's kind of reminiscent of the finals where Boston they had to go through seven game series and yep. they got to beat up in physicalness and we're seeing them wear down now as the series goes deeper. Well, and what have we talked about a lot in terms of the Celtics defense and what they've been doing and leaving Steph Curry open? What have you been calling it? The sag down, the drop. The drop. They keep dropping. This is something I'm also worried about to kind of like add this all up because if Tampa Bay is super focused on on protecting the house and blocking shots, how are they going to get up top in the top of the offensive zone when the Abs really like to run it? You know, around the D, Kale McCarr to 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 Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ronton on the right side. They love that east to west play in the offensive zone. And if they're given that space, they will dominate you. And that's where I get a little bit too weird where they get sucked in. And, and it's hard. Like we were talking about with defending Steph Curry. It is freaking hard to meet him at the half court line every single damn possession. It is hard to try to shadow Kale McCarr and stay in position. Oh, I, I got to move down and then I got to sink. I got to snap back and then my other guy goes out. Like that is a hard brand of hockey to play. And to your point, how much gas do we have? How are those legs feeling? How bruised are they? So this is this is where that that extra gear where you find it upstairs, it, it you can rely you can you can use it, but you can't rely on it. Um, Tampa's Tampa's ability to capitalize on that edge. Okay, I just went. I literally just read out what I what I wrote there. And then um, in terms of who can each team afford not to lose, I already basically said it at Tampa Bay. 
Brian McDonough and Alex Kalorn if I had to pick a, a forward and a defenseman. Now, if you lose Nikita Kucherov, we're going to have a tough time. But I'm going more of like what middling Jenga block could topple the entire tower, right? And then on the Av side, I think it's Devin Taves and Miko Rontanen. And again, I'm picking people that you went, well, what about McKinnon? What about Caleb Carr? Obviously, that'd be tough. But what allows them to be so great is the threat of these guys, right? Need is support. You need support. You need somebody else to hold your water if you have to go take a whiz yourself, right? And so, because you don't want to bring an install with you, that's just unsanitary. And so, and on the forward side, Rontanen has one of the best shots in the NHL. And people have to respect that. And that opens up so much for Nathan McKinnon. And and as much as I want to say, like, Gabriel Langeskog, who is very much, like, not the – maybe the heart of the team, maybe not the soul. Like, they've played without him before. They He sometimes causes more extracurricular activity um, problems than he, than he adds to. But as long as he's staying focused, and then, again, like I was talking about yesterday – how are the special teams going to go? Is is Tampa going to play with a with a crazy edge and you give them a lot of power play opportunities? Like because sometimes, well, maybe we sacrifice this game and we get absolutely smoked on the power play. But guess what? I just hobbled Gabe and now he can't be nearly as effective. It's stuff like that. And one question I do have, yeah. and you're talking about players that they don't want to lose. Well, both teams have important players that are kind of injured. Yep. Um, the latest that I saw was a uh, Nazim Kadri game three. Is yeah. the hope for him to return? And then obviously Brandon Point has been dealing with this injury yep. throughout the postseason. Uh, and Brandon's a little bit more Brayden. healthy. Brandon, excuse me. Okay. Who's more important to their team and to help out here in the Stanley Cup? Man, I mean, Brandon Point's certainly the the more superstar caliber player. But I really think Kadri's omission is makes the, the abs life really tough because he was such a – First of all, his point totals, you can't argue with them, be that regular season or playoffs this season. Um, but just in terms of like what the second line can do, and and again, almost like a, a decoy like I was talking about with these other two players where you have to worry about them as well. You can't stack it against you know the, the top line anymore. When Kadri's not on that second line, then you kind of consider, well, do I put Ronton and Langeskog and McKinnon back together? Because if we're not scoring a lot of goals, which I'm guessing there's not going to be, we start to get a little nervous. We start to start to kind of corral our resources and, and, and do it that way. But there's plenty to be excited about. There's plenty to worry about. But this is what playoff hockey, the pinnacle, I've never personally been a part of a, of a Stanley Cup final, be that of a fan, be that of somebody who works in it. But I can't imagine that it's a completely enjoyable experience. It, no, it's 100% stressful. Yeah. Um, the latest from ESPN uh, about Braden Point, um, he might be able to play tomorrow, if not game two, he will for sure play. And you we'll tw- see if he can get out of his stops and starts because you're like, oh, I feel okay today. And then you stop a little bit longer, and all of a sudden that hamstring goes. And, right you know, out. playing against other people, it's a little different than just skating on the ice. And if you want more insight, by the way, before tomorrow, game one, they should go on the Odyssey app mm. for the NHL playoff or Stanley Cup preview. Yeah. That's in there. You and some BetQL big yeah, Michael Jenkins. Um, we did it yesterday. It's on the Playmakers feed. It's on its own feed, but we did a much more comprehensive breakdown of just kind of like the road that got us here and our thoughts about the uh, series matchup. But I appreciate you bringing that up because I was about to move on from that. But we cannot. We must stand in our power and on the work that we have done. Um, the rest of the show is on the way. Vlad and his dad just twinsying it up 
I'm Forty Bet. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guys love it when you can show them you're better than they are at something they love. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I don't think anybody truly elicits the same energy, like, instantaneously in their songs like M.I.A. does for me. Honestly. That's your one? That's the one? Well, it's just the songs of hers that I really like, it's just once they hit, I'm like, it's over. It's I'm a whole new woman. I'm super aggressive. I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, I'm not going to even say sorry. I'm not going to feel bad. Like, I don't know. There's just a different... Type of feralness. It's a, no, see, I like to that. quote the the word that is the most overused by the younger generation: feral club rat. <laughs> For me, it's a uh, bad bunny. When I listen to some bad bunny, yeah, just puts you in that mood. The energy is crazy, and the sense of pride. Dakiti. Yeah, it makes me want to go to Puerto Rico, dude. That I will song soon enough. Kicks ass. It he, and his new album's insane. Is it? His tour is about to be crazy. I might actually have to go just because there's a song, um, and it's very. Very prideful, and, it, yeah. and it's about Puerto Rico. And yesterday, or two days ago, was the uh, New or the Puerto Rican parade in New York City, and he was there. He sure surprised people. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He surprised people, and to hear that song, like with with a crowd, and I was like, yeah. "That's just a parade." Allegiant Stadium sold out. Yeah, we in there like swimwear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, correct me if you're if I'm wrong here, because I think we've talked about this before. But you you don't speak Spanish very very well, I, but you can understand it, right? I, yo hablo como un gringo. Yeah. Which means I, I talk like un a poco, white person in Spanish. Poco. Yeah, un poco, pero un poco. yo entiendo todo, which means I understand ninety percent of the language. Yeah. Okay. So like when you listen to the to like his music and stuff, you can make out exactly what he's saying. Oh like, yes. Know, that's amazing. Yes. That's super cool. That's like a that's an experience that as someone who ancient Greek and English, that's what I have and like broken Spanish. I just I, I bet it's really special and especially like it being your culture and having that, you know, come out and personified amazing stuff. Uh also really amazing of just like the coincidence that is life, right? And just like Okay, Vlad Guerrero Jr. obsessed with this guy. Uh, I'm obsessed. I think he's I think he is great for this game. He's one of the great young stars. Um, 
he has found a lot of success in his very young career. He's also the son of a very successful Major League Baseball player, Vlad Guerrero Sr., who I've seen hit a baseball before. No gloves. I love the guys with no gloves. And I, yeah. he would swing at anything and everything. I think I saw him swing at a pitch that bounced before it got to the plate. And it's just like, you can, but you can he's, play it that way. Yeah, he's done it a couple times. The Expos legend. Right. Through Vlad Sr.'s first 40, or yeah, first 403 career games, he hit 87 home runs and had an on base percentage of 364. Well, under 25 years ago, that went down. And now- on Monday, the Blues Jays star, Vlad Guerrero Jr., played in his 403rd career game. He had three hits, three RBIs, and a strikeout in five at bats. That's a hella good stat line right there. He also hit his 87th home run, <sighs> which lifted his career on base percentage to 363. Sorry. I, I had the I had it his batting average, but they have identical stat lines. You gotta love it. I it's how the ma- it's so it's, mathematically improbable. Lindsay, it's one of the reasons why I get disappointed at baseball in the state that it's in now, because things like that, like how can you not love that and just the magic of how the hell that's possible statistically. It's just amazing in general that his son made it. Of like how hard it is just to make it. It's it doesn't matter if you have if you have those bloodlines sometimes, right? Yeah, no, that that ain't no guarantee, especially no. in there's no is, nepotism at least in the in the side of playing. Well, and on the Blue Jays, it's just so cool to see all these <laughs> all these kids from pro players being on the Blue Jays, and for Vlad Guerrero Jr. to come in with the hype, the expectation, mm-hmm. the body type, which isn't. The most athletic, some would no, say. And, and but and honestly, setting ass. an example. That one of the many ways that he sets an example, and and because we we think that these people have to be just absolutely chiseled to to be successful, and it's just not true across mo- a lot of the sports, right? And, and so, and but also to me, like the attitude of the Francisco Lindors, the Vlad Guerreros, the Acuñas, yep. like these dudes that are smiling, they're having fun. Tim Anderson, uh, Otani, like these dudes that are. That are personalities, no offense to Mike Trout, we talked about earlier this week, but to show that they're having fun and that's what gets kids and that's what gets people to be engaged with it. And it kind of makes sense because if they grew up around the game, they don't have the same reverence for it. And that's a good thing. It's good not to have reverence great for, point. To, for everything. Not everything has to be this this bastion of purity or whatever. And so they see this as a fun place they used to hang out with dad that they also now work at. Yeah, and and to, to the point, like, how, how am I supposed to be engaged in something if it's like you not having fun yeah. and you're one of the best? Yeah, and not everybody's going to be that, that super effusive or, or positive or whatever, but it's just like... I hate that about baseball, like you said, in the state that it's in, because it it self polices and then it, it gets really loud when people, God forbid, Kevin, Ke, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. wears a backwards hat. <gasps> what? Right. And so, very very special stuff, and uh, I'm glad that Vlad Jr. is part of the game because the game needs him. Um, I think the Warriors actually made one mistake last night. What happened? So this dude showed up. Yes. Who is a dead ringer for Clay Thompson? Apparently, a YouTube star. You tell me, right? Big Dawes TV. Big so Dawes. Seventy-six K Twitter followers, but then on the YouTube's, 
8.24 million subscribers. That is a healthy subscription base. He's in Phoenix. So he paid $10,000 to get into the Chase Center last night and proceeded to go on the floor to attempt to join warm-ups and because well, he looks exactly like Clay Thompson he does, it was, for the bit. Yeah, right? and he was dressed up full yep. full uniform, full everything. Warm-up suit and everything. And and Lindsay, he didn't try. I think he was for no, 10 minutes. They, I think he had pictures. <laughs> yeah. There were multiple pictures. So he was escorted out and then given a letter to say, you can't come back. And we're not giving you the 10K back either. No. Um... I think this is a massive mistake, and I would be willing. I don't. I'm not a betting woman unless it's on other women. But I'd be willing to bet some fictitious money that that guy is going to be in the building to raise that banner next year. He should. I, this is terrible PR, and I get it. You have to dissuade people from doing that because it's like a safety concern for players too. Like I totally understand that. Like today, it's five levels of security. Yeah, passed. I, I understand that, and I, I don't mean to minimize it, but it's kind of brilliant. And clearly he has a following. And how many times have we seen like the ESPN Instagram feeds recycle that same dude who looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers? Like, let's just get his reaction looking at Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I do not care about the guy who looks like a plumber with a mustache. Like, I really don't. Like, this guy actually had cojones and tried to go do something. And he paid the price for it. I'm sure he is going to make a big time profit. And it, it, allegedly we got a video coming out soon. Um, So even better than the pictures. Uh, he did say earlier today on Twitter, number one, he's not doing any interviews. Kind of upset about that. But he also Control said. Control your own narrative. Yeah, he also said like, hey, I'm not mad at the Warriors at all. I completely understand yeah. why they have me banned. I'm not going to try to fight it or do anything. Thank you for the moment. Worth it and at the no, finals. And that's what he said. And he's like, I was able to be an NBA player during the NBA finals for 10 minutes. Yeah. Was the $10,000 worth it? Yes. you damn right. What? He was on yes. the court with stuff? You're a legend. No one asked for an ID. The chances <laughs> that, that if there's a championship parade and there's a bar, that him and Clay Thompson end up at the same line. You, that has you to know, happen. It has to. If they win, it has to happen. He I hope must he's be a smart ass. Yeah. And I, I hope that when Clay was taking shots, he was passing to him. See if he noticed them. Chest pass. Chest pass. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a great show. Tuesday edition wrapped up. Uh, thank you for everyone to show up, for showing up. Be well to each other, but mostly to yourselves. Please use your blinkers because people are dying out there and otherwise enjoy the abyss that is your life. We'll be back in 22 hours to interrupt that yet again. And if you miss us, it's all podcastable. We love you. Okay, bye, friends. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.